free to care has real solutions. Our mission is to magnify the voice of the patient and physician. We want to take medicine back to its original purpose. Join host Dr. Nikki Johnson for Free to Care, the podcast. For conversations on lowering prices, making prices transparent, personalizing medical care, taking bureaucrats out of the system to bring you more choices for your healthcare dollar. We know that healthcare is personal, not partisan. Join us live Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern for Free to Care, the podcast. Good evening and happy Friday, August 27th, 2021. I am your host, Dr. Nikki Johnson. I am the host of Free to Care, the podcast. This is the podcast that is bringing you all the information about Free to Care, the coalition, which is a large conglomerate of grassroots organizations. That is, we the people uh, of doctors and patient advocates, um, 8 million of us total, about 70,000 doctors who are volunteering all their time, who want to see you get the health care that you need, um, easily accessible, lower costs, uh, and with the doctor and um, medical team of your choosing. Um, we want to also see prices transparent um, in both uh, drug costs and in hospital prices. And tonight's guest is um, going to be Cynthia Fisher, who is the co uh, the founder of Patient Right Advocate, um, Patient Patient Sorry Rights Advocate org, where you can go to find out more information about um, this organization. Uh, let me just start off, just kind of telling telling you um, one of the hot topics that patients. Patient Right Advocate um, is has been pushing and supporting and and helping um, helping to guide uh, HHS through. Um, let's just start off what what price transparency or hospital price transparency um, is. It's sort of based on a survey that was um, taken in June um, in June of two of this year actually of American adults. It's about two thousand. Um, American American adults, um, pretty um, well balanced demographic. About fifty percent, fifty six percent of of adults feel like they have a um, a an example of a story where they were actually overcharged when they were seeking medical care um, um, from some place. About 58% are basically interested in using some sort of a tool or like, even if it's on a mobile app um, device where they can actually easily shop for their, their healthcare by knowing the prices of things um, ahead of time. Eight to one American support the government requiring hospitals um, to make all of their prices uh, available so that Americans know the actual prices of things that are non-emergency care services. Say, for example, if you wanted to, you were planning to go have your knee operated on for a knee surgery and you know you needed to go into the hospital and spend at least a night in the hospital or not spend a night in the hospital, but you were going to be taking, um, getting your knee replaced in a hospital or in a care center. Um, and you would like to know how much that's going to cost ahead of time. So um, that is one of the things that um, 
patient rights advocate um, uh, organization um, is advocating for. And right now I'm gonna bring in my guest, Ms. Cynthia Fisher. Good evening, Cynthia. How are you? Good evening. How are you? I am doing well. It's uh, humid here, uh, kind of all week in Cleveland, Ohio, but we, you know we're making it and <laughs> making it work. It's still, and uh, you know, in in the summer, kids just started school though, so uh, it's starting to feel like a little bit of fall. But we're hanging on a little bit of summer left, <laughs> and I love it. Well, thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight. And I think I've had a little technical problems with my laptop, but you know, we're here on my iPad. Thank goodness for uh, multiple devices. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If it weren't for that, I mean, I always have my phone, my iPad and my, <laughs> and my laptop right here, <laughs> just in case you never know. I, I, Andy Mac of, uh, oh, oh goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> Andy of AMAC, Andy Mangione of AMAC was on and we just completely could not get it speed right. And so it's just one of those things uh, we're learning as we go on how to how to troubleshoot. So I'm so glad you made it on because <laughs> what I want to talk to you about is such a hot topic, such an important topic to Americans. Um, I was just going through um, the survey data um, that is actually published on on the website of Patient Rights Advocate and um, talking, just letting the people know that uh, Americans actually obviously do want health um, price transparency. But before we go back into that, let's just, uh, I want to introduce, I want you to introduce yourself to the audience and just going to remind you that our, the, our audience is people um, who are mostly not in healthcare but they are patients and um, people who are not well-versed in all of the terminology that you and I know very well from, from you know, being advocates and, and actually talking with some of these policymakers and legislators and, and people who work in hospitals and you know, these executives, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. Just would like um, for you to tell us who you are um, a little bit of your background, where you, how you landed and how you started um, Patient Rights Advocate and then what the organization is about. Well, yes, um, my name is Cynthia Fisher and I am founder and chairman of patientrightsadvocate.org. And I founded the organization about five years ago during the Obama administration and went to Washington to bring the voice of the American consumers of health care to the administration and to Congress. Um, but primarily, who are the consumers that we represent? We represent patients. Yep. We represent workers and employers that actually have health plans through their companies and unions uh, that have coverage. And then anybody on Medicaid or Medicare um, that actually consumes healthcare. So that's all of us, all of us Americans that actually use the healthcare system. And why I founded patientrightsadvocate.org is because there, I felt clearly uh, that the greed had run amok in our US healthcare system. And why was that? Because patients have been blind to no prices before we get care. And then we've been blindsided by oftentimes outrageously priced medical bills yes. that we never expected to pay. And too often, the actual amounts that are charged by both the insurance companies 
and by the hospitals and healthcare providers themselves are just, you know, outrageously um, enormous beyond yeah. what would be standard of care. And how does a patient know what standard of care and what a standard price would be without knowing prices up front? Right. So we went to Washington clearly to do one thing, and that is to achieve getting price transparency, price, price transparency throughout the entire healthcare system so that for the first time, we as consumers would be able to benefit from competition, knowing the wide price variation for the same services in the same hospital up front, and being able to say, wait a minute, I want the best price, and I want the best quality of care. And then when any consumer gets that, they can lower the costs of their care and coverage and have the ability to preventatively, proactively take care of their health because they have financial certainty. So we'll live better quality, healthy lives at a much lower cost. Yeah, uh, and I was the other um, uh, points of, of doing this is to allow, um, because we are allowing people to see what the, th the the costs are ahead of time or what the charges will be, not necessarily the cost, but what yes. the charges are going to be is, then that gives us as the patients, because um, I'm a patient too, even though I'm a physician, um, the ability to look down the street and say, you know, look at what this center is doing or what this doctor is doing over here. Um, and if I can get it at a lower, be charged at a lower rate and get the same quality care, then I am going to go ahead and pick that lower the place was going to charge me the least, and that's just going to induce some, you know, introduce some friendly competition. And right now, there are people who are arguing against this. So, who are the major um, stakeholders who are are arguing against tr price transparency? And why isn't this just like a slam dunk? I mean, this this was an HHS rule um, yes. that was placed on uh, by executive order of uh, President Trump, and then you know it also took you know, President Biden to also put another executive order to tell the hospitals to make this happen. So why aren't they doing it? What's, what's, what's holding them back? Well, you know, the real reality is that the greed has run amok. And mm -hmm. when you have curtains, uh, layers and layers of opacity where patients haven't been able to see the actual prices before they get care, then who benefits? And it's the players that have benefited. Um, and that is the hospitals themselves the insurance companies, the health insurance companies in their secret backroom negotiated deals. Mm -hmm. And then you've got a lot of private equity owned doctors practices that have been quote unquote out of network doctors. And then you have big pharma. So right. you have what I would call the healthcare industrial complex. Yes. And sometimes I call it the big health cartel. <laughs> yes. So thank you, Nick. You're the doctor and you said it's the healthcare cartel. So now that we define them in a new way, I'm right in there with you because it is a cartel. Because highway robbery, robbery is committed every day when people are um, blindsided with these outrageous bills. And, you know, whenever we sign in to get our care, into those epic systems that are supposedly doing our electronic health records. The reality is it's all built on a billing system. Yes, right? it is. And so yes. when we sign into that service, that we sign into, sometimes they don't even give you the printout of what we're signing or it's not even up on a screen, it's just a signature line. 
by penalty of law, we accept to be billed whatever they choose to charge us. So that means we're blind to no prices today. We have been blindsided by outrageous bills and we have to pay with a blank check, whatever they charge us. Well, uh, okay, I'm going to interrupt crazy. you just for one second. What you just explained, I want people to understand what it is exactly. When you go to a doctor's office or mm -hmm. you go to check in at the emergency department or, um, or go to a visit at the hospital in an office there, there is a form that they give you that says this is your permission for us to treat you form. And that is that they, they tell you to sign and date it, you know, um, and then, you know, they they witness the receptionist witness or, uh, you know, medical assistant or whoever gives you the form will, will sign it. That is the form that you are signing that says all of this is OK, that you agree to pay this, that you agree to for us to charge your insurance insurance company. Um, and we don't really have to tell you how much things are going to cost ahead of time. <laughs> and right. and you agree to give your data, your medical information to whatever company that we are, you know, um, contracting with to pay this bill. That's right? correct. And okay. oftentimes the hospitals and the insurance companies actually sell and remarket your data. Now they'll claim it's de-identified, but they might sell it a hundred different times and utilize it not only for billing practices, but utilize it by remarketing it. So the reality is, is that we have the right. We have the right to actually pay cash. And we have the right to, many people have high deductible plans. And the actual discounted cash prices that the hospitals are now supposed to show. So the, the good news is, is we now have the right to know prices before we get care. And we earned that right in the Obamacare Affordable Care Act and President Trump's administration saw it in the law and they converted it into rule of law mm -hmm. that started January 1st of this year. So okay. every hospital across this country is to post their prices online, including the discounted cash price which oftentimes, according to Dr. Larry Van Horn at Vanderbilt University, a health economist, he looked at historical claims data and found that the discounted cash prices are typically 40% lower than even the negotiate, lowest negotiated rate. That's huge for people with high deductible plans. Yes. And what, what you can find is, for instance, in, uh, I know of when in one same hospital, a patient could pay $450 for a non-contrast three Tesla MRI for a broken hand. And the insured rate for that mm -hmm. patient was $4,500, yep. 10 times more with yep. their plan. I tell this story too. This is I, this is a personal story of mine. I actually got an MRI myself. I work for a hospital. I knew how much it was going to cost for um, because I take care of patients who get MRIs and I can look at the billing um, after the fact. And I'm like, wow, that is really crazy how much this is going to cost. So when I needed an MRI of my own foot, I went to a, a freestanding imaging center and I was able to call and I asked them ahead what the cash price is. Well, the first thing they asked me for my insurance, I said, no, I want to do this without insurance. And, me, and I said, what's the cash price? They knew the cash price right away, told me, told, told it to me. And it was 10, 10 times cheaper, same as what you just said, to get it done. I have a high deductible health plan. I have a healthcare savings account. That money was already in there, saving tax-free. 
I went and paid for my MRI, walked out with a, uh, a CD with my MRI on it, and I could take it back to my doctor or wherever I wanted to take it to get an opinion about it, um, and all paid for right up front. No insurance, no no insurance middleman, and you know, no bill coming at me later for it. It's, so. it's just beautiful. It's it's mm -hmm. unbelievable. I I mean, I'm going to follow up on that. I, I did the same thing, Nikki, mm -hmm. and then I went to the hand surgeon because I broke my hand. So I went to the hand surgeon and I went to pay cash and they wanted me to sign the, they said, we'll accept cash $200. Mm -hmm. $200. This is great. You know, for a yeah, hand surgeon, right. I think my insurance rate was like 1800 to see the same surgeon. And um, so I went to sign in and they said, you have to sign this form, which was that I, they would be able to bill it to my insurance and I would pay any other balance and be responsible. And I exited out yep. and I said, no, you may not do that, nor may you have my data or remarket my data. I'm paying cash. This is a deal. This is done. So then I needed a, a brace, right? Because I did break my hand and they were so nervous about me asking the cash price that the <laughs> surgeon looked it up online. He said, well, well, your insurance would pay $175. But I said, what if I bought it cash from you? Do you have an extra one here? He goes, okay, we'll sell it to you for 32. And then he goes, wait, let me look on Amazon. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> so right. he spent the five minutes, pulled Amazon up on his screen. It was $16, the same brace he sells in his office. And I said, you know what? You took the extra time to look up the Amazon one. I'm going to go buy that extra one at home, but I'll buy the one from you for $32. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, it's just like shopping anywhere else. It's just yes. that we have to shift as consumers our mindset that when we do have pre preventative or planned care um, and we're going for that care or those appointments, we we can shop. We need to do it just like we do, would anything else in this economy. And the hospitals, your earlier question was, the hospitals are not making it easy. We did a report in uh, June at the six month mark, mm -hmm. June, July timeframe of 500 random hospitals. And we found that only 5.6% of those hospitals were complying with every facet of this new rule of law, which says they have to present all of their prices by every health plan, every payer, like Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Aetna, by every player, payer, and by every plan. And name it clearly, in a data file that can be easily searched. Yeah. And this is huge as well as the discounted cash prices. And what we found is most of the hospitals were delinquent in not presenting the health plan, the negotiated rates with the insurers. And there's the ones that did, that means 94.6% yeah, 94 of the 500 hospitals were not completely compliant That's and crazy. made it difficult and still obfuscated getting patients like us to easily go into a click or two from their web page and find our prices. Okay. So now I mean, we talked a little bit about, about why um, they don't want these prices exposed. And, and, and on this show, we've talked a lot about PBMs and purchasing organizations, all this stuff, all these people who want to keep their deals transparent. But what are the the excuses 
that we're actually getting. Um, <laughs> I've heard anything from we don't have the ability to post all of these prices or we don't we don't have the um, the, the number of personnel to be able to actually do this. Well, <laughs> things that are just to me sound absurd for large um, health systems. So what, what are the excuses that you're hearing and uh, are they or do they have any legal standing to be able to um, argue against um, uh, the, this rule that is actually mandated by the federal government at this point in some states? Like I, mean, I live in Ohio, we passed a we passed a, a law. We have legislation um, at least two years ago that they have not um, been compliant with um, that is asked, demanding price transparency. So, what what is the legal standing? Do you, that, or is there any? Well, I think it's really interesting that you've asked that question because guess what happened when this rule came about is the hospital sued. Mm -hmm. And they, um, our organization, patientrightsadvocate.org, we wrote the amicus brief and we had a lot of allies uh, in a coalition that came in and supported us, you know, representing retirees, representing states, representing women that came in along with us to bring the voices of all consumers forward to say, we need to see these prices to have a competitive functional market. Now the hospitals tried to use the first amendment to say, wait a minute, our prices are secrets and they're trade secrets with the insurance companies and they're not meant for consumers to know. But the reality is the first amendment was really meant to have freedom of speech, inform consumers right. and be well-informed. And I find it quite ironic uh, that a hospital that is supposed to take care of our well-being worked so hard by suing in the courts to keep us non-informed of what we could afford to in advance of taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and so whether, rather than keeping us well-informed, they wanted to keep us non-informed. And they lost. They lost in the courts. And then they sued again in the appellate and I'm proud to say that we wrote another amicus brief yes. uh, supporting uh, the administration. And uh, we won hands down by a three judge panel in the appellate courts, which Merrick Garland, who's now the attorney general, uh, had happened to be on that panel. And we won because consumers are to be well informed. And unfortunately, for those hospitals that are not complying now, they're trying to keep us ill and ill informed which is just, you know, con yep. counters uh, to what their missions are, really. So I think the other excuses after they lost in the courts, they tried to use COVID as the excuse that we're so busy fighting COVID that we couldn't possibly show our prices. But, you know, God bless the doctors and nurses that were on the front line and the hospital workers that, you know, took care of all patients' needs feeding, cleaning, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But the administrators, <laughs> but the administrators sat at home and worked remotely. Home. Yeah, they were at home. And in fact, they got billions of dollars <laughs> to the tune of at least 200 billion wired to them through a United uh, bank account, mm -hmm. funneling monies for extra funds uh, that they begged for during the COVID crisis. Mm -hmm. You know, they were having no problem putting those monies into their bank accounts with those people at home working from home. So I find and still it, laid off the people who are actually taking care of the patients. So that's right. And then on top <laughs> of it, I think what is amazing is it really does. It takes hours. We're just not 
into days and weeks. It's, it's hours to basically pull back the curtain and take a data file that they get paid on every single day. Yes. Because they have to have this all digital to get yes. paid, right? Right. All right. they have to do is do a cut and paste, copy it in an Excel file, Nikki. I mean, I, I know. When I, was I know. It's very oh. simple. Yeah, it's pretty simple. <laughs> Yeah, and and then uh, they could do it for about eleven thousand eight hundred dollars, which is what the government estimated it would cost the hospital. So, um, I think it's which is really, a drop in the bucket for yeah. large systems, especially the large nonprofit health systems. Um, and, you know, and I want to make a, a point clear too, kind of on, along those lines, is you know I I am fortunate enough um, to have earned a position where that I can actually see. Um, charges in and revenue, uh, and charges out and revenue coming back in, in the location where I work and I manage um, at, um, just because I have to figure out how to, you know, how to boost revenue for, for my service area. I'm not an administrator. I mean, a hospital administrator by training or anything. I'm a physician and I do, I just run a clinical service. But before that, when I was going to medical school, when I was training in residency, no one sat us down and, and, and showed us what things are costing the patients or what, what they are getting charged for things. We had no clue. And we often get patients coming to us asking us, well, why are you charging this so much? We don't do that. We have no clue. So even the, even the physicians and the nursing staff are in the dark about how much things cost. So if I'm ordering a test, or ordering a procedure, yes. you know, for a patient or, or some sort of imaging, I don't even know, um, and, and as, as a trainee or as a new physician, how much that's going to cost my patient, how much is how much the insurance company is going to cough up, um, or what the cash price right. is at all. So we get to, we practice in a cloud of darkness as well. Um, and there is data out there that shows that when physicians know um, how much things, not not only how much things cost, um, how much the patients are charged, and on top of that, knowing what the efficacy is or, or how that affects the outcome for that patient, patients do better. Quality of care Absolutely. is so much better. Um, and so this is going to help all of us in so many ways. Um, uh, so, I mean, I just, I love uh, people like you on, um, Chris Sheeran, who's on last week. Um, I, you know, you guys are just amazing <laughs> or what you're doing out there for the patients and really doing this work. And so I applaud you for that. And I, I really, really thank you for that. Cause oftentimes we, um, uh, you know, on the end of the physician, we get blamed for a lot of it and we mm. don't really even have a way to to argue <laughs> right, for it. Know, so we need you out there advocating too. I mean, we, we're, we're doing our end of things, but we need you out there too. <laughs> so. Well, thank you, Nikki, you know, and I think you said something so beautiful and that is, is that once you have these prices available to your patients, it, it comes into the decision-making that you have as a physician at knowing your patient knowing what the options are, and it will usher in transparency and quality of care as well as outcome discovery as well, right? When, yeah. Because then patients and doctors alike in their relationship will be able to discuss and show 
what the standard of care is. Yes, yes. What is the standard of care and the standard procedure for someone getting a colonoscopy? Yep. What is this? What is the expected best quality and best price and outcome expected? And um, you know, you you think about the drug choices yes. that you have to prescribe to patients. Mm -hmm. And um, we were really um, we're really excited that the transparency in coverage rule that is supposed to start next year. And unfortunately, it was supposed to start January 1st of 2022. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just this week, sadly, the Biden administration kicked it down the road to July 1st of 2022. So they gave the insurance health insurance industry uh, six extra months yeah. to come on board to show all the negotiated rates everywhere. Because then when we see the negotiated rates throughout the country, wherever we get care, wait a minute, that is system-wide health price transparency. Then we have the ability to download that data into tools like we have in the airlines, like Google Flights or Expedia yes. or Priceline. Yes, yes. Uh, and then we shop online on our phones, on the web, and we get to comparatively see hospitals and comparatively see how's our insurance company performing. And if they really stink at their prices, mm -hmm. we can pay cash. Yeah, that, that's a segue into my next question, actually, because a lot of people kind of get they shudder and they get they get they get scared. They like having an, an insurance company give them a health plan, you know, contracted with their insurer, with their employer yes. that says, um, you know, these are the doctors on the panel that you can see. Uh, and this these are the locations where you can go get your care. These are the medications that we'll pay for. And these are the ones we won't pay for. Um, they and not having to think about, you know, who's going to, you know, who does the best work in this area. Um, if I pay this price here, am I going to get stiffed on care or quality? How How is that going to work? Do you foresee something really like an Expedia or yes. um, <laughs> like a price yes. line that compares quotes, um, you know, for, for, for medical care, helping the consumer out, uh, you know, the, the patient consumer out? Yes, that, I, that I would do. be awesome. <laughs> you know, I do. I really think if you think about it, it's really quite ridiculous. Yes. The healthcare insurance system is as treats us like we live in a little tribe in a little village and that we can only get care around our home. Right. Yep. yep. And at the local hospital or where we work. But the reality is, is we live in a transient world. We live in a global economy and many of us travel throughout the country. In fact, with COVID, yep. we've been shuttered down, but some people go to their parents' home in Florida and they're stand, sitting, working behind their screen, or they rent an Airbnb and they're working yeah. someplace else. And so if they get injured in a place where they don't have their network with that Massachusetts, I'm in Massachusetts, that Massachusetts blue or Cigna plan, right? Mm -hmm. Then they're going to have a much more expensive um, price to pay because their plan might not have negotiate, not doesn't yeah. have a relationship with a hospital at the Mayo Clinic, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. you're gonna pay a much crazier price. You have to say, wait a minute, when we pull back the curtain on all of these prices and rates, there will be new enterprises that do come in and say, game over already. We know 
a uh, good example would be GoodRx for drug prices. Yes, yes. And yes. so you can download that app and they show you based on your GPS location where you can get your insulin at the best price. They give you coupons, they show you the cash price, yep. and you can look up your insured rate. And it's There's the a, same drug. It's the same drug. You're not, you know, I, either it's the generic form, exactly. that drug, the same drug you're getting. You just can, can price shop for it. I mean, you that's, can price shop. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so that's a great example. It's already there for your drug, drug pricing. And it is only going to get better the more we expose these numbers. And I, I, there are so many people that I may argue on social media. Transparency is not a, it's, it's not all of it. It's not, no. but it is a huge yes. game changer. Huge um, game changer. So it, um, it's, it's a huge game changer because it's the beginning of the American revolution in healthcare yes. where you yep. give the power to the consumer, yes. which is the patient <laughs> and the employer that actually is utilizing an attraction vehicle for the employees to work there, having to help find the appropriate health coverage through employer sponsored plans. Yeah. And so what happens is with these runaway costs in the opaque world, we've seen double digit increases yes. every year of premiums going up so much so that most employees deducted automatically out of their paycheck is 30 to 40% sharing costs of those premiums that otherwise would be take home pay. So when we know, which we brought to Washington, wonderful videos of, of stories that employers uh, told us firsthand that when they actually got away from the, the Blue Cross, the Uniteds and the Cygnus, and they created their own health network with price transparent surgical centers, price transparent doctors, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and contracted directly at cash prices for cancer care, they were able to lower their costs by 50%, usually by year three. Yeah. And it's absolutely stunningly beautiful because they end up doing it by giving incentives to the employees and they show where they can get childbirth for like five to $7,000 for that baby versus 45,000 uh, at a major birthing <sighs> hospital that might be a mile away and it's still quality care. So they can shop for quality for their employees and help steer them and save their employees money. And then they give bonuses to the employees or they give benefits like diapers and wipes for a year and a yeah. $1,500, 529 plan for college education for the newborn. They're doing all sorts of things to like lower the costs of care and coverage and have zero uh, deductible when they shop and lower the yeah. cost for everybody in that. So this is where it's going. We're sorry, to, we, we are actually have good news to report. And that was the health insurance industry through the Chamber of Commerce sued, just like the hospitals did, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to not allow the negotiated rates to be compared through machine readable file downloads and presenting and posting online. Right. That machine readable file, which we know data folks and anybody like you and me can basically read an Excel file, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we mm -hmm. can read an Excel file. I used to read Lotus one, two, three files. I'm dating myself. Right. <laughs> That's all right. I learned DOS growing up. <laughs> I know, you and me both. So. My children don't know, know what DOS is. No. <laughs> but the reality is, is that this is such a win 
for the American consumers because guess what? They just dropped their lawsuit. Yes. Isn't yeah. that mm-hmm. so cool? Because and yeah. why was it? It's because a group of employers in Texas went to the chamber and said, Hey, we are saving so much money from knowing prices and creating our own health networks that you are absolutely foolish to try to block price transparency from insurance coverage. Yeah. And so I think it's a you know, this is a big win. Uh the hospital health car and, and the healthcare insurance and the pharmaceutical cartel uh, are kicking mm-hmm. and screaming. Yes. And, and I just got an email. And the PBMs, from, the PBMs, because the they're PBMs. the ones making those secret backroom deals with these ching, insurers. Ching, ching, <laughs> ching, ching, right? Right. They don't want us to see the toll they're collecting at the toll booth. Yeah. Um, and when we pull this all back, it is just going to make American businesses and workers save what is now two times more than any other developed country. Yes. We should cut that in half, have more money for take-home pay, increase our wages, and then it puts our American companies on par to compete globally. Yes. Because we're not burdened by taking it away from salaries and wages uh, across our country and imposing this huge burden of healthcare costs on American businesses. So it, it's that, going to be That's for huge. you guys out there listening. I mean, those of you with small businesses of your own, um, families of your own, I mean, this is how you can um, a- afford to be able to offer your employees um, health coverage this way. Um, so it, it means a great deal for for all of us. Um, and Americans, America's built on our our our. our small businesses run our country. Um, So that, that, that's huge, huge, huge. So Cynthia, how can um, people who are listening or watching, um, what can they do? How can, can they join patient rights advocate? Can they donate? Can they volunteer any kind of way? What, what can they do? Is is there any way that they can, um, I know the answer to this, but uh, sign up or, you know, get any kind of information from you um, by, you know, outside of going through the website, what can they do? Yes. The biggest thing they can do, which is huge is right now, every one of your viewers their voice, everyone's voice matters and their family's voices matters. And you know what? 90% of us surveyed three years in a row, totally agree that we want these hospital price transparency mandates as well as, you know, insurance company mandates. If you go to patientrightsadvocate.org, patientrightsadvocate.org, right now we are in a crucial time. We are in a comment period on the surprise billing uh, rulemaking, as well as the uh, hospital price transparency rulemaking. And if you go to our site and go to the take action, you know, click on the take action site button on our site, we are really asking every one of you to comment and tell your story of what has happened to you where you've been overcharged or surprised by an outrageous medical bill and you how you want to prevent it by having this price transparency law be enforced robustly and have higher penalties to the hospitals um, so that they are held accountable to give all patients prices. 
And the third thing, we we have talking points on the site and whatever you agree with, please, please, please comment. But we also think that this administration, the Biden administration, needs to get out the megaphone and let everybody know it is now their right to get prices before we get care. And that we think they should go further and that any hospital or any provider providing care or any insurer uh, has to give us the prices up front for those yeah. colonoscopies, all in, complete and binding. Yes. And what the industry is trying to do is say, oh, we believe in transparency. Oh, yes. But we just like you to have cost estimates because you don't care about the total price. You just need an estimate and know what your out of pocket is. Well, that's humbug. You know, right. it's, you know, what other sector of our economy do we take an estimate and get billed outrageously other price? Right. Much higher. Never. Like, Nowhere. 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 <laughs> Nowhere. You know, they might find other things <laughs> to add on and tack on in there, but you kind of know that stuff is going to go, it's going to happen anyway. You go take your car in for service, uh, you know, you hear a funny noise somewhere yeah. or the plumber comes by, you know, you, you know that, right? But exactly. nowhere else do you not get a quote up front. That's right. Anyone. And, <laughs> and look, I think they, you know, if they think it can't be done with wide variation, you tell me every time I take my 16 year old dog to the vet, my little oh, four legged. Yes. So, four such a great example. They totally give me all the prices up front. <laughs> Everything. And, and, yes. and he's seen an ophthalmologist, mm -hmm. he's seen a cardiologist, <laughs> you know, yeah. he's 16 years old. So he's seen yeah. a lot of specialists, mm -hmm. specialists over his, his wonderful, beautiful life. But my little four-legged friend can get everything up front from the veterinary yes. medical system and drug prices. There's yes. just no reason yes. why we can't get this in our human health care yes. system. And the, the vets dispense from their office. They're, it's like direct primary care, but for, <laughs> you know, for our, for our, for our little buddies. Yeah, I just exactly. lost. I just lost my almost seventeen-year-old, so I, I I feel the. the... <laughs> so we spent a lot of time with our vet. Yes, exactly. I'm in that state. But we have a new we have a new baby in the house. Aww. He's running around. My my kids are keeping him <laughs> away from me right now. So, um, but yeah, they are. That is that's a perfect example. You have your doggy. You go to the vet. You know you gotta. <laughs> Exactly. You, you, you know your wallet's going to be a lot lighter exactly. when you leave, but they get it up front. You know what it's going to be. You ask them be before they even do any procedure, you ask them how much it's going to cost. And that helps, right. you know, steer your decision making on, on what you get done. Exactly. Um, so exactly. And, you know, it's easy to do. This is so doable, but we need the comments. Yes. We really need the comments into our system um, because... Uh, it does not goes into our system. We we do, do it directly. I'm, I'm running out of power here. <laughs> okay. We do it directly. Okay. We we do it directly into. Um, Take your time. Uh, I'm going to write this down on, CM, on in CMS, the comment. Patientrightsadvocate.org, and, um, and take action. Right. Yes. Take action. Okay. I'm just going to move to charge this thing. There we go. <laughs> Uh, yes, and it's a take action into patientrightsadvocate.org. And we ask everyone to comment. And the closing date for the surprise billing legislation uh, rulemaking is uh, September 7th. Okay. Uh, so we encourage everybody over this wonderful Labor Day holiday, take time, tell your story. 
make it unique and then weigh in on whatever talking points you agree on. But this is our right. And we it's worth fighting for. And your voices matter. Um, when yes, we yes, originally yes. got this rule, we had 23,000 people comment and tell their individual stories of how they were overcharged and price gouged or wages were garnished or liens were put on their houses that they could not fight because they never knew the price. And Nikki, you know, one of the most beautiful things is of the 5.6% of the hospitals that are complying right now. We happened to have a young man come to us who went in with a nut allergy and it was handed an EpiPen on his way out and was charged $15,000 for the EpiPen. No. $15,000. No. And no it had way. two weeks left of expiration. And he was 20 years old and his high deductible plan was 5000 And the insurance company said, oh, don't worry. We negotiated it down to 4900 and you're responsible. Oh my God. Yeah. 20 years old. For epinephrine? Yes, which you know is a buck fifty, a dollar fifty if you get it in a, a vial and injected with yes. a two dollar bag of saline. Oh my gosh. So what was so exciting is he came to us about being devastated of the overcharge. We helped him look online to the hospital site. And we found that his insured negotiated rate wasn't four thousand nine hundred. It still was overcharged, but it was nine hundred dollars. Yes, and the hospital rate was a little over a thousand dollars, and that was still ridiculous. But we showed that if he went across the street to a pharmacy for a hundred and fifty dollars, he could have had two epipens. Oh my goodness gracious! Two. So he wrote a letter to the hospital, but what we found in his explanation of benefits is both the insurance company and the hospital had overcharged him, but we were able to find it and see it because the prices were posted online. Mm. And within 13 hours, they removed the fund, the fee, and they said, we're sorry, it must have been a glitch in our uh -huh. system. Yeah. Ah, uh, that is a great story. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So we, we, we know that now that we have prices, we can make sure the building is right. Yep. We've never you had can that fight. Power. You can fight your bills. God, come on, bills. let's do this. You guys go now, go now. Patient with patient, P-A-T-I-E-N-T, rights advocate, all in one dot O-R-G. Uh, take action and write your comments to, to health and human services uh, yes. so that, and it's the, the, for the no surprises act, the deadline is September 7th. 7th. Um, yeah. And, and for the hospital rule, it's September 17th, but if they just okay. keep coming into our site, we'll make sure their comments get straight into HHS health and human services. And trust me, your voice really matters and people want to be able to fight bills that they've been overcharged. Yes. And the only way we can do it is if those hospitals and insurance companies show all their prices up front. Yes. That's and, it. Yep. You know, the wall street journal had reported on Sutter hospital out in California that a one woman, same coding, same day, one woman's childbirth for a C-section was a little over $6,000. And another woman, her negotiated rate with her insurer was over $60,000 with the same coding Insane. by the same physician team and surgical team. It's at the same facility. At the same facility. <laughs> so 60, you're using the same resources, everything.
that that's that's insane. I mean, that that really should just like enrage people yeah. that this is going on, and it's, it's so easily e easy to solve. Come on, guys, right. you got to do it. You know, this is this is when that American spirit needs to come out. We need you to fight for your healthcare, for your freedom in healthcare. You 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 can do this. It takes two seconds. Go and write a comment. Um, you know, call your legislator. You can do this at the state level too. Call your state reps, call your state senator, and then call your U.S. Um, representatives and senators and just leave a voicemail. Say, hey, this is, please, I want you to make sure that the No Surprises Act is, is um, enacted properly. I want to know prices. I don't want to be surprised with a bill, a big bill later down the line. I want the hospitals to be transparent. So um, I want that rule to go into effect too. Same thing. Come on, guys. You you can do it. We we got this. <laughs> this yes. Is, please just show us. We, we Patient, patient rights advocate Cynthia Fisher. They're doing the work for you. They're 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 helping already. So they're making it easy for you to find this stuff. Um, and uh, but we just need you to take a little bit of charge. So that's my that's my plea this evening. Thank you. Um, and I, I mean the stories. Are, are, are amazing. This is, that's, I usually like to end with some sort of a, a positive note and um, to show that this stuff is working. And you've, you've done that. You've given us these um, examples and these stories that people can relate to. Um, and I, I, everybody needs to hear this message. So if you're watching well, well, this, listening to this, share, please. <laughs> um, well, if you want to well, post it up on the on the website too, you can, you, you're free to go ahead and do that. And I know um, David um, is working on getting this linked uh, onto the free to care website as well. So everybody can watch and get to know all of our lovely, wonderful organizations doing amazing work um, out there for people. Nikki, thank you so much. You know, free to care was and and uh, was really instrumental, and it's a great collaborative group of all sorts of organizations, but was really instrumental in bringing voices forward to health yes. and human services to get these uh, price transparency rules in place. So uh, we couldn't have done it without. Uh, your organization, um, because um, you bring the voice of the physician, you bring the voice of improving all of healthcare across yeah. our country. And, you know, when we can see these prices up front, it truly is going to lower the cost of care because we all benefit from competition. And we all benefit from the freedom of choice. But moreover, it actually broadens access. And yes, I'm it does. Give you two stories we found in the Pittsburgh area, which has among the highest healthcare costs because of the monopolistic University of Health University of Pittsburgh healthcare system, right, in that town. But we were able to find smaller hospitals that actually had a mammogram cash price listed at one hundred and one dollars. Now, when wow. you looked at University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, they were at 685 at a ca discounted cash price. So think about that. A woman could go for six years getting mammograms every year yep. by going to the nearby hospital that had it only for nearly $100. Yes. That- Just to get one <laughs> at the right? University of Pittsburgh. Yes. Right? That, but that still gives me chills to say she could see where she could afford a hundred bucks to make sure she doesn't have breast cancer. Yeah. Rather than not go and get a mammogram for fear of financial ruin. Yes. That's the future. And that gives me chills to think that gives 
power to people of broad access to pay cash, take care of their health, and have financial certainty, or see what an insured rate is in advance of care. Another big story I love to share with you before we come to close is this one's a new one, but Osceola School District down in Florida had among the lowest uh, teacher salaries because their Cigna healthcare costs, mm. their plan was north of 11% increases year after year after year, over five years of double digit increases. And they couldn't raise the salaries of that school district. And they were paying over 75 million for their entire coverage for everyone covered. Oh well, God. they went to Price Transparent Benefits Consultant and a, and a team to just contract where they could see prices and direct contract and create their own health networks and care. In the first year, they saved $6 million. The last we spoke to them this year, they're on par to exceed, exceed significantly, but they've saved $15 million in year two so far. Oh, my gosh. And they think they will double that next year. So then they can, with certainty, really start to increase yeah. wages and attract teachers and um, really up the school district in being able to pay people um, wages that, that are really quite attractive. This oh is my huge. Gosh, yes, that is huge. That this is, is huge. huge. And that's, we're just in year two. It, it's so cool. I, I mean, I'm very optimistic and it's going to be hard, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's going to be hard at the beginning. But Nikki, I don't know. I'm old enough to remember this because my mom was a travel agent. But I remember when in 1978, airline costs were not transparent. You had to go to my mom. You had to go to like a mm -hmm. travel agent. And then they wrote you these little yes. carbon copy tickets. And you never knew that only they were behind the screen. To, and, and the travel agents got a 10% commission, yeah. whatever. So they wanted a higher ticket price because they right. got 10% commission. Then the airlines got deregulated in Carter's administration. And I don't know if you remember, you're, you're not old enough, but you first went online to their site and you had to go to every single different airline, airline. to get mm -hmm. the price. And then the tools came out that you could see everybody's prices yeah. and compare and shop. Yeah. And there's, you know, wide, wide cost variation and price variation in flights. But what happened in real dollars is the cost of airlines today is half of the price of what it was in the late seventies mm -hmm. because of yeah. competition. Yeah. And planes are safer. There are far less crashes today than there were earlier because they had to complete on safety and quality you right. know um so this you know i take jet blue if i'm going to go cross country i'm old enough now that i'll treat myself to mint might pay mm. a little bit more mm -hmm. but my mm -hmm. kids will go fly on uh what's that other airline but um oh gosh i'm not gonna say lion air but it's a cheaper airline spirit <laughs> spirit yeah okay. mm -hmm. so my kids will fly on spirit because they can my one daughter got a flight from Fort Lauderdale to LA for 30 bucks, oh <laughs> you know? Gosh, that's amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was but you couldn't do that back then. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Gonna, I might take the reclining seat and that's my choice because I earned right. it, you know? Right. Right. The extra leg room. Career, and she's going <laughs> to go on spirit. <laughs> yeah. 
but this is the beauty of the American way, right? Right. And uh, it's going to be take us time, but we have to fight for it. So yes, we do. Once again, if we could call everybody to please comment. Yes, call, comment, comment, comment. I'm comment. Put the, and the, the deadline for the um, the hospital transparency rule was September, September 17th, 17th, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the surprise right. billing rule. And we September really 7th. hate cost estimates because they're not real prices. So uh, a good faith estimate could be uh, how about a good faith and binding price instead of an estimate? Because a binding price gives us all financial certainty and allows us to truly shop. And that's why these actual rates and prices are so critical for all of us. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect, perfect way to end it. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for coming on. You're amazing what you do. Um, thank you for doing what you do, but just coming here and showing people how easy it is to advocate for themselves um, and uh, giving us all some hope about lowering prices um, and giving people more accessibility um, and great, efficient, cost-efficient care in, in healthcare is on the minds of every single American. Um, we know this and um, we know that everybody wants tr transparency. So this is a great, great topic. Uh, um, I'm just, I'm, it's 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 in the air right now. It is a big issue. Yes, we know what's going on in Afghanistan. Yes. Um, we know that we have a pandemic going on, but these are still these are these are our, our legislators are working and they're supposed to be and our government's working. And so we need them um, to work for us. And that only way to do that is for us to call, write comments, um, and participate. So. Thank you again, Cynthia. Have a good night. Have a great weekend. You too, Nick. And everybody else out there too, thanks for joining. Like, subscribe, and share. Share this information. Everything here is for you um, uh, and to, to, to spread to everyone so that we can advocate for ourselves. So, all right. Healthcare is personal, not, not partisan, everybody. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Nikki, for this opportunity. And You're welcome. Thank you, everyone, for commenting. It makes such a difference. So let's hear the stories of how you've been overcharged and how you could prevent it and how you could fight your bills when you get this all up front. And moreover, we look forward in the future also of hearing your success stories yes. of shopping and getting great yes. prices in healthcare at prices you know can, you can afford. All right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Let me know.